this is the Mr. J Underground Podcast Network. Recorded Hideaway Studios, Hemlock, Michigan. You're chilling with Mr. J. This is Chillin' with Mr. J. I'm Mr. J. The Chillin' with Mr. J podcast may contain language not suitable for children. Also, the thoughts expressed by Mr. J in the Chillin' with Mr. J podcast are that of only Mr. J. All right, we're back today with a little interview. Um, I got together with a longtime friend of my brother and his wife, Basically a longtime friend of mine, too. We became friends, and we started playing slow-pitch softball together, and uh, he looked up to me and wanted to hit big bombs like I did back when he was just a little guy. (laughs) I'm just kidding, man. He's a big fucker. Um, I love this guy. He's great. So seeing as how the MHSAA just came out with their newest set of guidelines... I decided why not to talk to a good friend, a good guy, taking over a new position in a new time. Primo's a guy I wanted to get in the studio, but with this all going on and the ending of school and everything, I figured why not get a little quick Skype interview going. We cut it a little short. Audio was a little sketchy. You never know with Skype in the internet. So, you know, we just chatted and chilled a little bit. And we will get him in the studio and we will have a nice long conversation once guidelines are laid out and we know what to expect for this upcoming school year and sports season. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right. We are chilling today with, I'm going to probably screw your title up, but I'm just going to go for it. Jake Primo, Carlton Public Schools Athletic Director and Director of transportation or is there like a full-time one title job for it no no no, you you actually nailed it it on the head you nailed it on the head i was practicing uh, it on the way over here my my email tag is director of athletics and transportation all right well before we get going i want to say something i don't want to offend anybody with more tenure than you or anybody that's been at the school longer than you or anybody that may think this title is theirs but in my opinion if there's a vote for Mr. C-Town, I give it to Jake Primo. Only because, <laughs> only because, bro, you've been there, you were there, and I know I know your dedication to the school, and I was really, honestly, super proud when I found out you got that job, man. Like, I know just because I know no matter what, what it is, I know you're going to give it everything and do only the best for C-Town and the athletics of C-Town. Hey, I appreciate it. And, you know, it, it kind of makes me proud to hear someone say that, you know, a lot of people might not know, but I've never actually, I'm not from Carleton. I've never actually lived in Carleton. I've just okay. stayed dedicated to Carleton because of what it did for me. But you went, I mean, you went to Carleton, though. You went to school yeah, with yeah. my brother and his wife, right? Yeah, absolutely. I graduated with uh, Kristen and Matt was a year above me. Sure, but I mean, you went to school pretty much the whole time with them, didn't you? Like, Since fifth grade. Okay. I came well, over I, fifth grade. All right. Well, I I mean, that obviously, you know, you've been there, you work there, you coach there, you're there. Well, we are chilling, and I must say, because obviously we're not on video, but this is the most chill podcast we did, because he's literally outside by a fire in the wilderness, and I see trees. I don't even got to, like, put my fake fire in behind our conversation or anything. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, obviously you were a high school athlete, you were a coach, just, I assume just because you wanted to still be around sports, you did other things and now you're back to athletic director. How did we get here? So <laughs> it's been a whirlwind, you know, um, it all started with, uh, taking an assistant coaching job in wrestling back in 2011. Um, and it was actually an unpaid volunteer position. And it was after I was done playing football at Saginaw Valley, I, I wanted to get back into sports. So, you know, my high school coach, Jeff Trayman, actually offered me, called me and said, hey, man, I need a volunteer. I need some help. And, you know, without hesitation, I went back. Um, you know, as far as professional jobs, um, everything had to do really with my degree in criminal justice up to that point. I, uh, I was a juvenile detention officer. And then from there, I went to um, social worker for the state doing child protective services. But. I think, you know, I applied for this job three different times. And this was the first time I got an interview. Um, and, you know, I, I think I did very well. I, I prepared myself. I prepared my ideas. Um, and, and I really just presented that I am what Carlton is. Um, I'm, I'm a school of choice kid. Um, you know, we have pre pretty large number of school of choice kids. Oh, that yeah. make up the Carlton population, you know, that's what I was. And I wanted to show that, you know, I can give back to Carlton what they gave to me. You know, growing up, I lived next to Arthur Hill. My parents went to Arthur Hill. Why wouldn't I go to Arthur Hill? Well, right. I was, you know, growing up, I was like, well, why can't I just go to the bigger school? And they, you know, they knew Mr. They knew your dad, Mark, they knew Billy Dalton. And they wanted to send me and my brother, you know, with those guys. And, I think it just kind of was a match made in heaven, especially for me, man. And leading now into a professional career with them is just a dream come true. I, uh, like you said, man, I, I, I like to give back to that community. Um, you know, I'm doing this can drive right now for the athletic department. And that's kind of my first big thing that I, I started myself. Mm -hmm. And seeing, seeing just how many cans we got and people willing to donate. It really shows you what a community, you know, Carlton can be. And, you know, that's going to be my overall goal is making Carlton more of a community, reaching out to, you know, maybe these families that aren't from Carlton, but their kids go to Carlton and really making them feel like, like family. It's hard to live in Carlton when like houses just like over the last few years have like started going for sale. It's been everybody's parents who the kids moved out and then they're, you know, people have just grown old in their houses is yeah. what it seemed like to me. So, I mean, you, there's not like new families moving in. There's new kids going to the school, but there's not really nowhere until the last few years, I would say places to yeah. move into Carlton. And now it seems like it's turning into more of like the college, like Saginaw Valley students are moving into Carlton rather than families. Well, you know, a lot of a lot of the houses are being bought up to rent, so they are. They're, you can get more money out of the Saginaw Valley kids. Wow. So we, we really don't have those new families moving in, but we do have a lot of families sending their kids to Carlton. I mean, our, our enrollment numbers say that for ourselves. I was thinking about like the new whole, like you're like, it's kind of like basically you're starting a whole new generation of school and you're starting out in this position because it's all going to change. I mean, anything anybody's known is probably going to change at least for a while until things ease back to, to be the same as far as new procedures and stuff like that. And 
um, whatever. It's all going to change and it's all going to be new. And from, you know, for me doing the catering and like doing stuff at Hemlock and Swan Valley and Carlton, as far as like banquets and team stuff and at the schools and teacher stuff, I've noticed teachers now are seem to be a lot younger, a lot like I want to say hipper, you know, like that's just the word I use, like hipper, like they know what's going on with the world. Whereas when I was in high school, man, all the teachers were from the 70s. They were on their last leg of, ed- yep. of education. They didn't like kids. They didn't want to be around kids. So we, I don't want to say we didn't get a fair chance, but like the teachers didn't want to really help us. They just wanted to get two more years to retire. But now it seems like at least every teacher I've interacted really cares or every coach, they really care about these kids. Like, really making a difference as far as just character. I, I, I can say from what I see, I mean, especially with our football coaching staff, you know, the teachers we have on staff, and I notice they just go above and beyond, man. You know, they, they got all these kind of new procedures. You know, they're, they're evaluated completely different than it used to be. Um, and they're, they're really taking a hold and going above and beyond. Um, for our kids, especially the population of kids we have who a lot of them, you know, may be from single parent or single guardian households. And I, I think that's a testament to our athletics is why you kind of see us up and coming lately. It, it, it's our teachers, you know, they keep our kids eligible. Our, our kids, you know, starting more and more to get college offers and actually, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. making it in college. You say that, that's funny you say that, I never thought about that as far as like your athletics, the numbers that you guys get, not not as far as being good or whatever, just the flat out numbers you get to play seems pretty good. And I never thought of that, like single parents be like, okay, Carlton has a lot of athletics to offer, they take care of them. So my kid gets extra something after school rather than not getting on the team and having to go do whatever and not have something um, structured to be in, you know, I, that's a, that's like something I never thought about as far as why to go to Carlton is like you said, single parents, like a lot of single parents would do that, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I mean, we, we, we have a lot of programs for the kids, you know, opportunities for them, which, you know, it, our, our enrollment ballooned, you know, in the past 10 years, which is a testament to what we offer. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I, I mean, you see every year you see just um, scholarship like numbers by the dollars just climb and climb and climb. It's good. It's good to see, you know, just it's good to see all around. My personal question for you, I mean, we're not going to bore too many people as far as what practices and what that kind of stuff is going to look like because the parents and the coaches, they're all going to get letters and stuff from you anyways. But what I want to know is someone that my daughter's only in fifth grade, so she's not in school sports yet. It's just I like to go watch games just you know, I go, I like to go support Seatown. I like to go down the road and watch Hemlock. And what's going to, is it going to be families only? Am I going to have to get a special pass? Is what, is there going to be any, do you know anything as far as fans and not family go? Um, I, I don't exactly know the answer to that question yet. Um, just cause things are changing every day. Yeah. Um, because I, th- I think the, the main question you should ask first is are we going to have sports in the fall? And I would answer that as we will know once we know if there will be in-school instruction. Um, the only way we'll have sports in the fall is if if kids, if students are in school. Um, if it's 100% online like we just were, unfortunately, we will not have sports. Um, yeah. and, and I cannot answer that question right now for sure. I, I would imagine... Um, you know, what it might look like is, you know, 
parents only um, from either school. You know, there's not going to be any outside. Um, I don't even know if students will be allowed. Uh, but what I'm preparing for is looking at different ways to stream the games. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe recouping some of that admission money through, um, you know, a subscription to be able to watch those games. I, yeah, I mean, I got to be honest. Like, I don't want to sound selfish. Obviously, the most important thing is I never thought about school not being back. I was just assuming, you know, that we're back to school or whatever. And I was kind of hoping, you know, since football outdoors would maybe be a good introduction to getting back into into sports. But like you said, I never thought about not school not even taking place. And let alone, like you said, just family and students. Like, it, you know, I mean, I, I like to just go because I enjoy just going watching a random football game. It doesn't have to. I don't have any kids yeah. or anything. You know, I just enjoy Friday night. I like the band. I like the crisp air. Same thing with basketball. I love the pep band. I like the smell of the gym. I like the sounds. It just it's just something I enjoy to do just because I love sports. You know what I mean? The concessions, man. Concessions at Carlton are some of the best I've ever had. Oh, you know, yeah. That's something I feel people come for that. Well, not many. You get some French fries up in there. Hey, best French fries in the Tri-Valley. I will put that on my grave. You don't even see French fries very often. I'd give, give them that for sure. They've always been doing that. Yeah, I mean, so that's kind of a bummer. I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, you still, obviously, I'll still watch and support, but, I, you know, I like going down, yeah. you know, especially now with Carlton and Hemlock in the same, I can see a lot more well, games, and it's right. they're, they're, in, they're in town and they're closer more, you know. I mean, hopefully there's a season I'm looking forward. I was looking forward to them having a great tournament run last year. They seemed like they were just getting confidence and confidence, and they weren't. Um, uh, they were like, the, it was like, it seemed like a story was brewing of like that team that was going to like put that town, like bring that, give that town a name again. You know what I mean? Like Carlton's had some good ass basketball teams. Obviously you were there for some um, women and women back in the day in the early nineties yeah. were unstoppable forces in Three Probably the nation, yep, you know. in the 80s yeah. and 90s. And, I mean, obviously, Bino and um, Sewell and those guys were just a, a whole different kind of team that you haven't seen around in a while. Yep. So, I mean, you know, like, I, that, that that's kind of what I felt like was going on as far as, like, a team going, as far as making a run, man. It seemed like they were just picking up momentum every game. It was exciting. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. You know, I, I just did my sports uh, history highlight on the – 2000 basketball team, you know, Brown. Um, and as far as the regular season goes, you know, we can't speak about postseason just because it didn't happen for our, uh, you know, now kids. But um, we we just put in the best regular season that Carlton basketball team ever had. Oh, not awesome! That's awesome! Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were they're fantastic, fun to watch, man. I'm, I'm. It makes me happy that they're young too. It's not like you get a bunch of seniors randomly together to do yeah. it up quick. So you got a couple. They can grow for a couple years, so you know. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, if the sky's the limit, anyway. Well, I, I'd say the core of our team is sophomores right now. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we got some. We, we we got some great skill players and juniors, but our, our core of our basketball team right now is sophomores. That's awesome. It's awesome. It's more even exciting to watch because now you know you're in charge of it. Also, it gives me more reason to even um, tune in. You know. Absolutely, man. I think we're kind of in an exciting time for the next four or five years for all of Carlton Athletics. I think you're going to see we got some good girls basketball coaches. I, I just made my first hire in our girls volleyball coach on Friday. Um, she's coming with a ton of experience, and, I, you know, I, I think she's going to build that program up. Um, our volleyball team really hasn't 
had much success since back in the early 90s when, um, you know, we had Nicole Bushro. I was trying to think. I was trying to think of when college the volleyball was ever good, and I couldn't think back to my time. So it would that would have been like early nineties, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, no, no, I'm I'm pretty excited in what we got going on. Um, my goal, you know, is just support every team to make sure they can be as successful as possible. And I honestly think these coaches that we have right now are going to make my job pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, it seems like. Um... Like your coaches don't have a problem with it, but then you too, obviously being the leader now of all the athletics, um, um, an excite you'll bring an excitement that maybe a, we'll just say a normal athletic director wouldn't bring to the situation where they'd be more of like an office paperwork time, where you're gonna be more of more of like a coach type, where you're yep. gonna be there cheering, you're gonna be there slapping butts and high fives and fist bumps <laughs> and cheering on. I mean, and you know, like you don't. It's just hey. not something that you see a lot. I mean, it's coming around more, but you know, it, hey, I, I, I can I'm see like, how that I'm, could be exciting. I might be storming a quarter of field a uh, time or two uh, this next season. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, Matt's senior year, my, my I got kicked out of a basketball game. I think it was at MLS, and then my dad no, got oh, that was uh, right after. I was at that game. I, I was actually at that game. You did get kicked out of that game. Um, it, it came down to some ref's decision. Rex Fitzgerald got kicked out. He was a varsity player on that team at the time. He got kicked out. Uh, he threw his jersey after the game and was suspended for the next game. I, I remember that very well. Oh, I used to get I used to get so hype. I'd go to the bar and I'd have some beers and I'd come and I'd get so hyped for those games, man. Watching Matt Hoopers. Right. <laughs> well, especially your your brother is one of the best single at you know overall athletes. I think we we've kind of seen in a generation at Carlton. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, no doubt. Obviously, I know that. But I'm saying, like, when when you think, like, when you think of Carlton, like, I think of all the great athletes that never even, not the ones that did well at high school sports, all the ones that never even played high school sports that would have. Mm-hmm. There was so many. Like, if every kid that, if you would have, every kid that should have been on the basketball team played basketball when I was in high school, we would have had a phenomenal team. But the top for athletes either couldn't play or didn't want to play because they didn't want no one telling them what to do or whatever you know what i mean and it was like a different it wasn't like being being positive back in the day was considered like a weakness it wasn't like a good thing now being positive is like a good thing and it seems like the youth is very positive i'm not around them i'm around like the five the fifth the fifth graders you know and they're all kids are always happy at that age but it seems like high schoolers are overall like positive with each other why don't we take a quick word from one of our sponsors? Too many people to feed? No damn time to do it? Call Mr. J's Catering, 989-493-0440. Mr. J's Catering makes your party pop. So I know, I mean, I know obviously you're seven, eight years younger than me, but I know my brother pretty much grew up just like I did where um, you play sports in your neighborhoods and you play sports at the parks and you play sports in the fields. He kind of started dabbling in AAU sports. So that might have, is that like when it really kind of started growing as far as like single, singleized sports or whatever? Cause you know what I mean? Like, like I remember him started, he started playing AAU basketball. I remember towards like the end of high school. 
And yeah. like up until then, it was just like, you know, the neighbor, like, like anywhere, all the kids just go and you just play sports all year round. But like with your local kids or not whole baseball or whatever, you know, um, specialized sports seems to be, it seems to be like huge. Like, you know, you see kids always playing baseball or always training for football or always playing basketball. I mean, it's, I get it. I guess you got to do that. Like the Mamba mentality, if you want to be good, but it seems like kids would get super bored playing only one sport. And it seems more like parents make them than the kids probably actually want to. Am I fair in saying all that nonsense? Yeah, I I think so. You know, my my take on AAU is, uh, you know, I don't necessarily agree with it. But, I mean, you, you do get some kids who, you know, they're not going to be football players, but they may be great basketball players. Um, but, you know, I, I always go back to, you know, especially after the thir- or the uh, latest Michael Jordan show, you know, it, it, what sports did he play? He, he played multiple sports in high school. All, those, he, all the greats did. They, they played everything oh, when they were yeah. young. You know, and, and it's like you find these guys that, you know, um, Antonio Gates, you know, he, he, he actually didn't play, um, high school football or no, he did play high school football, didn't play college football, but ends up getting, uh, you know, having yeah. a great career as a NFL tight end. Um, and it just says these sports can go hand in hand, but I, I think it's selfishness on these AAU coaches that want them to specialize and you know, everybody, it, it seems like they're promised great things. Um, you know, but what, what happens when it comes down to it? You know, my feeling is if you're good enough, you're going to get noticed and you don't need those AU and those extra sports, you know, you need you to are work gonna... hard. You need to just work hard and you're going to get noticed. Absolutely. I, I think the biggest thing that high school kids need to do is have fun with their friends. Um, stop, stop worrying about these scholarships. Stop worrying about how great you as an individual can be and start having fun with your friends. Um, that's my biggest thing. You know, I, I played four sports at Carleton. Um, you know, and I, I was varsity in every one of them at, starting as a sophomore. And I wouldn't give that up for anything. You know, I, there's things... You know, if I just quit every sport and focus on wrestling, you know, I, uh, yeah, I would have been a great wrestler, but would I have enjoyed wrestling as much as I still do to bring me back and start coaching? Yeah, instead of doing it for five months out of the year, if you're doing it 12 months out of the year, are you going to want to be doing it for eight years or after four years, you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm so sick of wrestling. I'm just over it, you know? Right. And you see a lot of kids that only wrestle, you know, from when they're five years old, that's their only sport is wrestling. Then all of a sudden, they get, they get offered a big-time scholarship, and they're done after the freshman year. They're just tired. It just seems like parents have this thing with just wanting their kids. Like, every, obviously, don't get me wrong. Everybody wants their kids to be great at something or just whatever. But, I mean, everybody – it seems like a lot of parents in the sports world, especially as you grow through middle school and then into high school, like, they just want their kid to, like, be the best. Like, it's, like, the ultimate mission for them – where the kids kind of, like you said, I think most kids just want to play with their friends. Like, my daughter just wants to play sports if her friends are doing it. And she'll try hard. She'll practice. But she wants to do what her friends are doing because that's fun. She doesn't want me to put her on a basketball team where she doesn't know anybody and they're practicing and it's all serious and you're never laughing. You know what I mean? She doesn't She doesn't want that. She wants to play with her friends. It just seems like parents push that thing so much 
because maybe like whatever like you know yeah sure if i would have took things seriously could i have been better at something sure would i have ever made pro no would i have ever got a scholarship college scholarship probably not so i mean like were my parents gonna ruin my life and ruin our relationship at the time to like push me no i mean they just wanted me to try hard at whatever you know and i think that's how most of us were raised is whatever you do do it but you have to do a, a lot of things to be successful in life. I mean, you could you could only play basketball, but basketball is going to end eventually. And then what yep. do you do after that, you know? Yep. And one of these things uh, you can also look at is injuries. When, you, when you're specializing in the same movements from a young age over and over and over again, you know, your body's not learning dexterity. It's not stretching your ligaments how it should because you're focusing on one motion you know, over and over again, you can look at, you know, young pitchers coming up where they're throwing crazy amounts of pitches every game. And you, you see how all these Tommy John surgeries have become so prominent now. And like 14, 15 year old kids. It's crazy. You know, it's absolutely nuts. And I've been through a major, I've been through a major sports injury, you know, multiple times. Um, you know, I can't say it's due to specialization because I played different sports, you know. Granted, both happened, they all happened during football. But when you got kids just doing, you know, pitching, 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 only playing basketball, only learning those types of movements. Movements. You're yeah. not treating your body the way it should be treated, you know, and giving it a variety of work. It seems like baseball is the worst out of all of them. I mean, because like you said, kids are, they're throwing curveballs and sinker balls at six, seven, eight years old. And they're doing that all the way through high school. And then by the time they right. get to be in college, their arm has basically had like a half of a pro's career on it already, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you do all this work. Yeah, maybe, maybe they get drafted. Maybe they get a D1 scholarship, but then you really don't hear about it anymore. You know, you get that first injury, man. And, you know, I had my first injury my senior year of football. Um, Tried to come back from it and, you know, end up getting injured again. So you get one, you know, or another compounding injury. Your athletic career is done. It's hard to come back from that and compete with a top, you know, athlete that hasn't had injuries. You can come back if you if you're okay at just coming back and doing it. If you want to come back to be who you were before an injury, most of the time it, it very rarely happens. I mean, to where people come yep. back to their 100 percent to what they were, or they if they do, they're pushing it too much to do that. Then, uh, like you said, I'm yep. sure your injuries are mostly from pushing previous injuries. You know what I'm saying? And like doing yep. that or whatever. You know, I mean that happens too. Or you you favor, you know, you blow your knee out. Obviously, you favor that knee, and then you. Maybe blow your other knee out, you know. I don't know. It, it's just exactly what happened to me, you know. And and, and I had myself in good good position, I, I believe, at Saginaw Valley for football. Um, and then then my second kind of catastrophic knee injury happened on my other leg. And you know, I worked and I worked to come back, but I, I'm not competing with these incoming freshmen. You know, I got two blown out knees. It, it's hard to compete with that, so. You know, I finally made a decision, to, uh, you know, it was time to hang it up. And that was due to injury. You know, I, I still feel I, I could have played at a high level. But when you're icing yourself, you know, day and night just to make it through practice. And, you know, I, on a college team, if you're not the guy and you get injured, 
you got a lot more work to do than everybody else does. Sure. You, you got to prove that you're still able to be there. And you know. how and how much is it worth? Like you said, if you're just you're just loving to play and wanting to play, it's not like you're going pro or anything yep. that. Um, how much is worth that one year of icing and doing all that to have maybe five years of less being able to walk or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's that's just thinking kind of smart. Eventually, I mean, unless like you said, unless you're gonna unless you're gonna get paid for actually playing, I mean, eventually you got to call, right. you know, the risk reward or whatever. And you know, I got I got my first little Cavalier on the way, and I want to be able to hold her and carry her, and you know, throw her around and be able to play with her. And you know, who knows if I, I'd be you know walking all right right now if I I really didn't give that up. <laughs> so, yeah, right. And just chasing them around is enough once they start walking, and yep. you don't even got to be playing anything. But yeah, since you brought it up, I had it on here too about becoming a dad. I know. My kid just turned 10, and I know 10 years ago it was, you know, whatever times are. Um, as far as, like, obviously our time right now is different because of the whole coronavirus and the protest and all the, the movements and stuff going on. I mean, like, our time actually right now is, like, different. But, I mean, eventually things are going to level out and calmness will become again. Um, I was nervous as hell bringing a kid into the world back then just because it's just a scary thing. I can imagine now, even knowing, you know what I mean? Like what's coming out, it has to be kind of like a nervous, a nervous thing for anybody. I mean, even, I mean, I'm, you know, I mean, I was, I thought I could handle everything and I was having a kid was the scariest. Like I was worse than my pregnant wife. She handled it way better than I did. You know, and I was a nervous wreck just of a life, like being responsible of a life and the times that we were going to have, you know? And like you said, having a child in these times, man, um, you know, my, my hope is it, it, I, she's going to go through stuff what we're going through. She's going to see, you know, probably worse stuff that, that what we're going through. Um, my hope is just I can teach her how to be strong, um, you know, how, how to form her own opinions, how to form, you know, a positive opinion about everybody. Um, you know, ma- make sure she she's set up for success the best that she can be. Yeah. Um, but you know, you know, it comes down to it. You know, one day she's gonna be her own person. So uh, I feel that's really all I can do. Um. But I I am pretty positive. You know that. Um, e- even during these times, you know, bringing a child in this world is gonna be the greatest thing I've ever given this earth. Oh yeah, it's it's the best, and it's the best for not only for you giving the Earth a beautiful child, but it's the best for it's gonna make you a totally different person. Even though you expect it and you know it, like you don't know it until that baby, you know what I mean? Until you have a child, yeah. and then your your whole yeah. life. I mean, even though you know, like, oh man, I'm gonna have to work for a kid and all this, like you don't really feel it until you feel it. Um, it's it's awesome, you know, and it's great. I know like I'm not I'm not the only one and a lot of older people than me let's say 40 to 60 make fun of kids and the youth and like college kids and millennials as far as being stupid and relying on the internet and stuff um, which it may maybe still may be true as far as they can't fix your car or they don't want to cut your grass or they don't want to arm wrestle you but what I have seen is that I do believe kind they're the kids are like kind and caring towards each other. And I feel that's because of social media in a way. I feel it goes both ways, but like, it seems like kids all get along 
like I don't know, man. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I know I know any kids anywhere. There's like individual kids have like tiffs with individual kids but i mean like as far as like let's say our let's say the juniors in high school until let's say college graduates this year let's say that age range it seems like those people are very positive on figuring this shit out together i mean you know what i mean yeah i i think really what it does is they really have to think you know about what they're doing and what they say that they they these kids people older might not think but these kids are smart Oh yeah, nice. for sure. You know, um, and you know, eventually they're going to leave this world. If we're really, you know, every generation has said, "All oh, these kids, one day right. leave the world." You know, it, it's always the old generation. Yep. Oh, these kids, these kids. Well, we're still here. You know, for the most part, we're still prospering, and I wholeheartedly believe like these kids are still going to do that. But you're right. It does seem like they care and are able to come together more, but they're able to connect with so many more people. One of the, one of the greatest things I love about Carlton is the diverse culture that we went through. Oh yeah, um, you, you don't get that at other schools. Nowhere. But but I do think these kids at other schools are starting to get it through social media. You know, they're becoming friends with their their um, opponents. You know, yes. they had them on Instagram. They haven't seen them on Twitter. You know, so or the hey, even like we were talking about AAU earlier, maybe they play on AAU together. Yep. So I, I think what social media actually does is they're creating a more diverse and inclusive culture, which is yeah, it is much flack as social media. You know, we can give it all day. You know, oh. I think that could possibly be a positive we take out of it. Um, you know, as well as me going to a Carlton and Arthur Hill, like. It, it's a different world from going to, you know, like a Swan Valley or Freeland. Oh yeah. Um, me and my wife were just talking about it cause she graduated from Arthur Hill. I graduated from Carlton and I said, you know what? I said, you know, maybe we're like in these times, I feel like I'm almost, um, like it almost hurts me because I've never, it's never been an issue to like, I never have been like seeing color. Just I've always just hung out with whoever. And it's never been like, I don't know if maybe that obviously comes from where you're raised as a kid, but it's like been a- it, it, it never was like a thing. So like I, I haven't, you know, you, when you don't look outside your box enough, you don't think it's a problem until you, yeah. as you get older, obviously you see that it is a real big problem, but I'm saying like back as a kid, man, you had every kind of ethnicity. It wasn't so much more of yep. this or anything. It was just even. And then you can't, and Arthur Hill was the same way. Arthur Hill was another school that's just yeah. multi-diverse. Yep. And you can't, you don't get it nowhere. And it, it, it uh, what I feel it taught me for life is I can cope with any kind of life situation because I've interacted with all kinds of people. And I'm not scared to talk or learn from or ask questions to any other kinds of people. A lot of people only look for them, people like themselves, to ask questions to. And how do you learn anything that way, you know? Well, you know, we, we, we've, we've wanted to spend the night in those single-parent households, those single-guardian households. Like, uh, those are our best friends. <laughs> we've been in that environment, at least being able to see that environment. Right. Um, so for us, you know, I, I think that's a little different. But, you know, I, these kids are finally starting to see that rather than you know, their whole world being just in their, their town. Um, and it's really opened everything up. 
Well, I mean, yeah, like back when I back in my day, like you didn't there was you didn't like call your opponents on the phone to talk to them. Now you could just look at their pictures and see what they did for their games. You know, you had to wait to the paper or when you saw someone in the mall, but even then you weren't trying to be friendly. You probably more likely were like talking shit trying to start a fight. I know that's how we were. I mean, it's not something to be proud of, but like you you seen kids from other schools and you hated them. It was like 90s NBA attitude, you know. That's how it was with other schools. But now it's like the new it's like the new attitude. Everybody, you still no one doesn't want to win as much as they people still want to win as much as they always have. It's just now off the court you're more you're more closer to each other than ever, you know. And why why can't it be that way, you know? Like Exactly. Who 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 needs you know, it, all these supporters of like 90 or 80s and 90s basketball era. Yeah, that was an era, it was exciting, it was fun. I took a lot from that era about how I was as an athlete, but who am I to say that the, you know, the new era of like LeBron James and, uh, you know, all these athletes being friends, but still competing against each other. Who am I to say that's the wrong way? There's no, there's no question that the, the um, athletic body just in general, from let's say from a 15 year old to a 30 year old, the increases and the changes that it's made and like just, stronger faster bigger better more agile all the way around just totally better so i hate when people compare eras and if it's from high school sports all the way up to pros i mean because like it's just different you know what i mean like what you yeah what you did for training even from when me and you went to high school i'm sure was totally different as far as eight years we trained how we trained to do stuff you know yeah absolutely i'm gonna let you get to your fire man it was fun talking uh, about this and i just want to say that uh you know me, man. You know, no matter where I live or no matter where my kid or no matter where my wife, no matter what they claim, man, you know, my insides are that sweet, sweet black and red for life, bro. Sweet, sweet I can't wait. I, I can't wait to see. Uh, I can't wait to come and I can't wait to hopefully be able to watch some um, sporting events with you this year, man. Absolutely, buddy. I thank you for the opportunity today. I enjoyed it. Um, I'd like to just say, please go give the Carlton Athletics page a uh, a like. Um and check out and wait for my uh, sports history spotlights. Um, it's kind of something I'm really excited about. And just so I can feature, you know, the history of Carlton athletics. Hell yeah, man. I feel you're going to bring a lot of excitement already. There was already excitement brewing just in general, but I feel you're going to harness that excitement. And um, I feel C-Town's got nothing but big things for it, man. Appreciate it, Absolutely. dude. Go Cavs, baby. All right, bro. Peace. Bye. All right. There you have it. Little primo by the fire, if you will. As you can see, he's excited about taking this position. He's going to do exciting things. He's going to make Carlton Athletics exciting as they've ever been. And he cares about these kids, man. He wants kids to be better, and he wants the world to be better. And he's going to start it in a small town named Seatown. As just a sports fan and a high school sports fan, I sure hope that we get to um, enjoy some games this season. Not on the internet, live and in person. But I guess that's um, something we're just going to have to wait and see. If you would like to chill with Mr. J, please call 989-493-0440. You can email Mr. J at mr.jcatering365 at gmail.com. And as always, I ask you to follow all the chillin' at chillin underscore with underscore mr underscore j that's chillin with mr j and all the fucking underscores on instagram 
And until next time, peace, love, and sanity. Just remember, whether it's going for that dream job or just trying to get buckets in your stupid-ass studio, never stop believing, never stop trying, and never stop shooting. Fuck, I should stop shooting and go get rebounds like I'm good at. (coughs) This is the Mr. J Underground Podcast Network. Peace out. Better call me back, sucker.